to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to the My Pet Podcast, episode four, I believe we're up to. I'm Beck, and I'm joined here today by our resident vet, Dr. Glenn. Hello everyone out there. All right, today we're going to be talking about some itchy skin problems in dogs. So, okay, we've all seen our dogs out there having a scratch on their ear, having a rub on their back, and once in a while it's not really a problem, but we have to know when is too much scratching, too much scratching. What and why are they doing it all the time? Is it for a reason that we can help them with? Is it a parasite? Is it a pollen? Is What is it that is causing the problem? So we've got Dr. Glenn here to help us go through a few of the reasons that um, our dogs get particularly itchy and particularly scratchy. So where do we where do we look for first, Glenn? What was the first thing we need to look at? Oh, look, I suppose the first thing is to decide, is your dog actually itchy or is it just scratching a little bit? Um, and that can be a little bit difficult to ascertain sometimes. Um, I sort of have the general guide of if the dog's itching or scratching its body too much, it's going to have either red skin or losing hair or short hair somewhere if it's itching too much. I mean, everyone scratches somewhere occasionally and, and dogs are inside or dogs are outside and they're rolling in the grass and doing all sorts of things that could make them potentially get like a little bit itchy. Because sometimes it just feels good, doesn't it? Oh, that's though, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to say, okay, where do you draw the line between what's a normal amount of scratching and what is an abnormal amount of scratching? And for me, as far as like a a clinical, okay, this dog's too itchy, if it's got red inflamed skin all over or somewhere where the rest of the skin isn't inflamed or you've got um, disruption of hair, um, either hair falling out or short hair where they've scratched it off or chewed it off because that's the other thing. I mean, if an itchy dog, it's either chewing somewhere or scratching somewhere mostly with its back legs but but sometimes with those front legs so yep. it, that all comes back to okay where is it itchy um and yep. that's sort of important when you start considering you know the potential causes of itching and that sort of thing so really it's it's um ascertaining initially is my dog itchier than it should be um yep. normally and then is that a problem yeah Okay, so you're saying that it matters where they're scratching. Yeah, so. it's, um, there's different general distributions. It's not yep. diagnostic, but um, the different conditions that we get um, tend to have uh, different distributions as to where those uh, itchy predispositions come out. And I suppose you've got to start, start the discussion, at, okay, what are the types of things that can make my dog itchy? Um, so, I mean, certainly parasites, both uh, external parasites and uh, like mites, little microscopic parasites, they can certainly cause itchy troubles. I mean, fleas are ubiquitous for causing um, itchy troubles, obviously. Yeah. Um, and within fleas, you can have just the overall flea burden. And when the pet gets bitten by a flea, okay, that makes it itchy, but there's also allergic dermatitis, like flea allergy dermatitis, that isn't necessarily um, produced by lots of fleas. You can only have a few fleas and, and still have flea allergy dermatitis happening. Um, a couple of different mites can cause problems, and they're little microscopic creatures you can't actually see so you can't on the see skin. Those with your yeah, naked eye. Um, okay. so you can see the effects of them. Um, Sarcoptes mites in yep. particular, um, but Demodex mites, which are a little follicle mite. Um, and again, you're not going to know that until you go to your vet and get a scraping done and a diagnosis of, of actually what's causing the problem. Um, but but those parasites can certainly mm-hmm. cause itching. 
Um, and then there's, I mean, allergic reactions to something is probably the, the main other cause um, of itching. And, and there's a multitude of different things that, that pets can be allergic to. And depending on what they're allergic to, yeah, some of those different groups have got um, um, predispositions in various spots where they where they have itching coming out. Yeah. So I'm back on the fleas and mites. I mean, they're probably the easiest things for us to saw almost well the fleas particularly are self-diagnosed as an owner but we can't tell if it's mites if there's only one flea we might not think it's fleas so Correct. we still need to get them checked out by a vet yeah look i mean if the if there's fleas running around there it would be reasonable to say okay you've got fleas so they're going to cause itch and yep. regardless of what else is going on i mean you need to get rid of the flea population and, yep. and that's getting easier to do with the different um long-acting medications that are, that are available now um to get rid of fleas and it used to be you know washes and baths and, and there's a multitude of different things but basically the, the longer acting um long-term flea controls particularly in tablet form now are the fastest um, fastest knockdown for the yep. fleas so the faster the fleas are dead the less they're going to bite so the less problems that they should cause and also, um, if you've got long-term control, you get it on, on top of that population faster. So it, it's definitely easier to get fleas under control now uh, you know, using the appropriate medications. Um, doesn't mean they still don't cause problems, but it, it's easy to get them under control, certainly. Yeah. Um, um, flea allergy makes things a little bit more complicated. Yeah. yeah. So they're the most common prob- cause, probably, is your flea that itchy skin? Yeah, probably, but I mean, allergies are really common as well. Yep. So, um, what sort of allergies? What are we talking about? Just you? So, like your hay fever, sneeze from the pollen sort of yeah, allergies? Yeah, I mean, the, there's general groupings of, of allergies. We sort of look at um, contact dermatitis, contact yep. sensitivity. So, allergies, when the body's directly come in contact with the things that they're allergic to, they tend to be um, plants or um, fungal molds or house dust mites or cockroach mm-hmm. poo. Like, it, it's really something uh, in the environment that's physically coming in contact with the skin. And because it's um, causing a physical reaction where it comes in contact with the skin, uh, that tends to be distribution-wise that itchy belly, itchy yep. underneath the armpits, down through the groin area, certainly on the on, feet, on the feet um, but tends to be more of that um, ventral or, or underneath distribution. So where it's touched them. But yeah, because it's, where cause that's where they tend to, to contact it. Yeah, yep. Sometimes it can go through to years and I mean, if they're bad enough, it's, it's all over. Yep. Um, so there's no way that you can tell at home what your dog's allergic to yep. as such because... Um, I mean, distribution gives you a bit of a hint, but I mean, food allergy, which is one of the other broad groupings that we see, um, it tends to come out as um, feet, ears, and then affects the rest of the body as well. So um, it has got a little bit of a a predisposition to um, to feet and ears, but so does atopic dermatitis, which is the other main grouping that we see where um, the pets are actually inhaling the allergens that they're sensitive to. Pollens and things like that? Pollens and... different grass plant seeds. grasses and grass seeds and yeah. grass little grass hairs and that sort of thing yeah. so you really don't know um, what's causing the problem until you do uh, testing for it so we think food allergy is probably fairly uncommon yep. um, so I tend to quote um, you know one in 50 dogs that I see that have got a suspected allergic dermatitis are, are probably food allergy which okay. means there's 49 that aren't so yep. it's not very common it's pretty frustrating because the only way you can diagnose at this stage a food allergy is to do a, a significant uh, restriction diet where you offer them a completely different food to what they've had exposure to previously and do that religiously without any other um 
basically meat or, or um, protein sources. We think that um, most food allergies are actually to protein sources. Yeah. Um, so whether that's to beef or to pork or to lamb or to um, to chicken, uh, it's they're having actually a sensitive reaction to the to the proteins. So okay. you've got to feed something that's pretty novel that they haven't come in contact bland with before. And yeah, yep. well, not necessarily bland and boring, but just like a different protein, like venison and potato or tilapia mm. and <laughs> rice or you know an, an exotic meat source yeah Um, yeah. and that's becoming increasingly more difficult because there's um you know more and more semi-exotic meats in a lot of your um boutique and more commonly available um food sources these days so it's hard because because you've got to go through like that six to eight week period of of investigating a food allergy and changing nothing else at the same time because that's the only way you've got to tell if that's what's going on, tends not to be the first step that you go down um, yep. as far as um, allergy diagnosis. It's really trying to rule the other stuff out as much as possible, usually before you go down the food path because it is quite restrictive and difficult and, and not very common. Yeah. So with the atopic dermatitis, um, can you actually diagnose exactly what it is or is it still a little bit of that guesswork and ruling out certain things in the environment or can you, as a vet, Work out exactly what it is until us pet owners yep. keep them away. Yeah, certainly. So um, atopic dermatitis, because it's an inhaled allergen, um, it produces antibodies. So yep. um, the testing, there's two different ways to test basically, and that's blood tests or um, skin testing. So um, blood testing is detecting the uh, immunoglobulin, so the antibodies to the various different things that pets could be allergic to. So blood sample, uh, regardless of what medications, etc. they're on at the time, it's still... Um, quite specific as to what they're allergic to and most of the tests test for between um, 50 to 80 different allergens so that's different grasses and pollens and fungal molds and yeah how stuff mites and cockroach poo and yep. um and yeasts and, and all sorts of different things um which may be in your area or may not be in your area um and because it's an inhaled allergen i mean your pet could be allergic to a tree that the nearest tree is 200 kilometers mm-hmm. away and doesn't grow in your area but it's on the wind and your dog breathes in and it comes out as a skin problem. So yeah. that's diagnosable through blood testing. Yep. yep. Um, and you can just get a panel of amount of reactivity on a scoring basis um, to, to all those different things. And the alternative test is, uh, is skin testing. And skin mm-hmm. testing is uh, usually a referral um, to a special veterinary dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And they will um, sedate the dog because it's quite uncomfortable to get 128 injections underneath the skin. Oh, they, so it's um, like prick testing. Prick testing, yep. So they put a little dot pattern on um, the yep. side of the body after clipping it up inject 128 different allergens um, and some histamine um, and some saline so they've got like a positive reaction to to histamine how big a lump does histamine cause and then measure through the actual size of the lump how big a reaction does the pet get to to all those different um, different potential allergens drawback of that test is the pet can't be on any anti-allergy medications um, for you know, usually a couple of weeks oh, beforehand okay. because you're physically measuring the skin's response to to the allergens. Yeah, so if they're on cortisones or antihistamines or, or other you know allergy modifying medications, um, that test you, you can't do under the action of those those medications. Yep. So, um, but it tends, um, and the dermatologists certainly suggest that it's more specific um, because you're you're actually injecting and measuring the amount of um, amount of reaction there, hmm. and it's partially um, diagnostic for contact 
dermatitis as well okay. because you're actually putting the allergy stuff on the skin rather than just measuring a, a blood test. So certainly blood tests you can diagnose and that's the only way you can diagnose atopic yep. dermatitis. Um, and once you've got those test results, okay, if you've got a dog that's allergic to every bloody thing, um, that pretty much means it's it's atopic dermatitis. They've got an abnormal immune response to everything in their environment okay. and your only real treatment option is using long-term drug therapy to, to modify their immune response mm. because you can't lock them in a bubble um, because yeah. they're just allergic to life, basically. Yeah. So it's clear you have to go to see your vet if you think, if you've ruled out fleas and then you really need to just see, go and see your vet. Yeah, look, it's one, of the, it's one of those things where, I mean, you, you can only rule some things out on, on actual, um, testing. actual testing. And, yep. um, I mean, going back to the parasites, a lot of things, those little mites, like you can um, potentially sort of treat them with a lot of the flea medications we've got yep. these days, like Brevecto's got... Um, registration for mites now for demodex mites and sarcoptic mites but it's still good to know what's going on um, and certainly if your dog's still itching you know and it's already on those medications well it's unlikely that that you know those parasites yep. are involved so then you need to you know have a diagnosis of okay you know is it one of these allergic reactions i mean some dogs on, on a different um level have got uh, itchy skin troubles from the actual bacteria or yeast on their skin as well and, okay, and so it gets very complicated because you tend to get bacterial and fungal or yeast overgrowths secondary to allergic troubles but some dogs have just got skin infections that's just straightforward bacterial and that's making them itchy as well. Oh, see there's lots of different causes so, yeah, so they could be scratching at themselves and breaking the skin and then they cause a whole other yep. series of problems because a bit of bacteria or fungal Correct. gets in there and we're... Yep. Then we end up with two problems: the initial itchy skin, and then we've got a bacterial problem yep. as well. So, and and the initial allergic reaction might have gone away, and they might not yeah. be actually exposed to that anymore. Yep. But they've still got the secondary bacterial infection. So, yeah, it, it can be complex, and um, really you need to rule out the stuff that you can rule out and and treat easily and diagnose easily. And then from there, things get a little bit more complicated. Yep. Do you go down the um, attempted symptomatic control through yep. medication um, and hope it's seasonal and goes away? Yep. Um, or do you go down, you know, fully down the diagnostics path, which, I mean, some of the diagnostics, you're going to be looking at, you know, a couple hundred dollars for, yes. for skin testing or several hundred dollars for um, for um, the blood testing and the, and the skin allergy testing. Yeah. So, okay, so say I've taken my dog, Rolly, he's been scratching got red spot red skin all over his tummy and he's just dry seems to be going nuts i take him into you you've diagnosed him with he's allergic to some grass seeds yep. or pollens or something can we fix it can we stop him going crazy stop that scratch yeah easy de- enough? certainly you can um do, again depends on the diagnosis so yep. if you've got a pet that uh, is long-term allergic troubles and they're allergic to um 10 to 15 different things on those um, skin allergy or blood allergy testings um, there's a regime which is desensitizing vaccinations which mm. is um, quite successful at, at basically desensitizing them and, and tricking the immune system into saying well I'm not allergic to those things okay. anymore and that's a potential cure um, mm. doesn't cure all of them we, we sort of say that in the suitable patient 60 to 70% of dogs you can okay. get a significant to complete cure wow. which means there's 30 40% that you don't get a yep. significant to complete most of them are still uh, uh, responders, so they're, they're improved. And most of those pets are, are dogs that are in, you know, they're in considerable trouble already. So yeah. some improvement is still better than, you know, no improvement. Um, those pets that have got 
yeah, allergies to everything. Um, the desensitisation doesn't work because yeah. they're just sensitive to everything. Um, and that's where, yeah, long-term medications yeah. come into play um, and all the auxiliary things that you can do to help out with the secondary infection, both bacterial and fungal, and, and um, helping the skin to be as healthy as possible, yeah. which is more resilient to um, allergic attack in the okay. first place. Yeah. All right, so we've sort of seem to have covered most of our causes of our itchy skin and clearly we need to get them into the vet to get them get it diagnosed correctly um so i guess how do we stop them is there any way that we can stop it from getting to that point that we've got a real problem like you said about keeping the skin healthy we how do we keep the skin our dog's skin healthy. Do yeah. we do a bath all the time? Or? Yeah, look, I mean, my standard recommendation is if your dog's just starting to get a little bit itchy, um, and again, it comes back to the definition of what's a little bit itchy. I mean, yes. you're never going to do any harm with things like um, I'm a big fan of omega-3 or, or fish oil supplementation in the diet. Yep. Um, it's it's very safe. It, it has an anti-inflammatory effect. Um, yep. So omega-3 oils, which is what um, fish oil is quite high in, it... Um, it causes the body or tips the body into less inflammatory effect when um, you're giving fish oil supplements in the diet um, it just helps to reduce allergic reaction and, and to me you know pretty much every dog that's on um, uh, anti-allergy you know medications or should care be. probably should be on a fish oil supplement okay. and, and if your dog's quite mild and you think oh we're just starting to get a little bit um, that's a reasonable thing to, to do is to stick them on a fish oil supplement and, and it's not going to do any harm um, yes, and okay. it's usually a benefit and to me yeah any dog with dermatitis troubles should be on a fish oil supplement yep. to start with yep so keep that skin nice and healthy and that skin barrier yeah it, it helps with the skin barrier but yep. it just has a direct anti-inflammatory effect as yep. well um and i mean you can get in the path of um uh, various uh, shampoos and yep. also like leave-on conditioners that can help um, improve that barrier effect okay. again if it's atopic dermatitis like if they're inhaling the stuff they're it's allergic to it's not going to stop that it's not going to do any harm and, yep. it, and it helps to preserve you know that, that healthy functional skin when yep. it's under attack from the inside from allergies and the outside from bacteria and yeast so it's so not going to do any harm yep. yeah and things like um, particularly colloidal oatmeal um, yep. shampoos and conditioners and, and I mean shampoos are fine but you, at the end of the day you wash them off um, yep. whereas conditioners there's like um, like Alavine's got their leave on conditioner and it um, stays on the coat and you can use it every day um, yep. on the problem areas whether that's you know underneath the armpits and that sort of things um, and it will help to reduce um, the amount of wear and tear on that skin and, okay. and it just makes it as, as healthy as possible but yeah I mean, you, there's nothing over the counter that's going to counteract all allergic troubles yep. unfortunately yeah. some prescription medications yeah. Probably, yep. yeah so is this a problem glenn that gets um more troublesome as a dog ages. I mean, a lot of things do. Is this something that we find gets worse as the dog gets older yeah. or is it worse when they're young? Look, it tends to, unfortunately. I see lots of dogs that, you know, um, they, they're not, not itchy when they're one and two and three yeah. and four years old. And then, um, you know, these um, problems, because a lot of them are plant-based and a lot of them are environmentally based, they tend to be seasonal, at least oh, initially. Yes. Yep. So um, the classic one is, okay, come November, they start to get a bit itchy and then they're a bit itchy for a month or two and then it goes away okay. and they're fine through winter. And the next summer, they're just a bit itchier and it goes for longer okay. and, and it escalates from there. And then okay. eventually, you know, sometimes it escalates to, to year-round sort of yep. troubles. Um, some unfortunate dogs, you know, they're itchy puppies and they continue on 
you know, being itchy and yep. and on most itchy puppies that I see, I mean, every dog is coming in contact when they're puppies with, with new grasses and pollens mm-hmm. and everything else. And, and I see um, a subset of puppies that they seem to be quite itchy as puppies and then it just goes away. I think their body okay. just deals with it. Yep. Um, and there's not many puppies that are, you know, itchy puppies at two, three, four months of age go on to be itchy adults. Um, most of those dogs that are problem adult dogs, they've got no troubles when they're puppies, but it, the body gets sensitised. They're not okay. born allergic. Um, the body becomes sensitised yeah, over time. Yeah, so unfortunately, in general, gets worse with age. And, and if yeah. they're already itchy as an adult, it's unlikely it's going to get better. It's probably going to get worse. Okay. Yeah. I think we've sort of managed to touch base on most of the things that are the cause of itchy skin um, and sort of how to go about it. But clearly the most important thing is to take them to a vet to get a proper diagnosis. And yeah, get a diagnosis. And then, I mean, it, usually it's not just one thing that fixes it because they become complicated and a lot of the time by the time they get to the vets, um, they um, have got the initial allergic reaction in the first place and then they've got the self-trauma, um, whether that's through chewing or scratching on top of, of that, course. and that makes them more prone to that secondary bacterial and fungal infection as well. So um, a lot of these pets, unfortunately, you see them and it's, okay, we've got to get rid of the itch, so we need you know a cortisone or an anti inflammatory or um archetopic or like there's different prescription medications that are very effective now but you've also got to treat the secondary bacterial infection as yep. well which is usually quite deep down in those follicles so often they go on to um you know systemic or oral antibiotics to treat from the inside out yep. um, and then the fungal infections which are usually malasthesia like yeast infections they're treatable from the outside in yep. with um with antifungal antibacterial shampoos so it can be quite you know it's, it seems like you're hitting with a lot of stuff at the start yeah, and, and you like are because <laughs> you got to get back to normal um yes. and, and a lot of time okay you know on that initial treatment like you don't rush in to you know, skin allergy and blood allergy testing on the first presentation of an itchy dog, yep. but you've got to get their skin settled down, get everything back to normal. Um, is you know a fish oil supplement and a shampoo enough um, to, to nip it in the bud and keep yep. it at bay, or does it keep coming back and then they, they need more diagnostic sort of thing? Yeah, once you've ruled out the, the most important you know, parasitic side of yep. things. Yeah, and owners shouldn't downplay that itchy skin, should they? It's um Easy to think, oh, they just got a scratch, oh, they'll be right, they yeah, yeah. they'll get over it sort of thing, but it's irritating. It is, yeah, and, and the big thing I see is um, people thinking it's a habit. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, itchy skin, chewing feet in particular, uh-huh. um, it, it's never a habit. It's yes. uh, itchy. For a reason, yeah. yep. It's itchy all the time. And it looks like a habit because they're chewing the feet all the time, but that's because they've got itchy, sore feet all the time. Um, It's it's not a habit. They're doing it all the time, but it's not for a psychological reason. There's a very, very occasional dog that's got a um, a, a licks the front of their legs um, as an anxiety thing, but most of those dogs are actually itchy as well because they've got secondary bacterial infection Mm -hmm. from where they lick it and the anxiety sort of things may have been a problem at the start, but then the skin's itchy as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's extremely rarely a habit they're just doing it all the time because they're bloody itchy all the time yes yeah so i guess the biggest thing to take out of this if you think your dog's got itchy skin well scratching more than what you foresee as being normal check them out have a good little look around see if that skin's red inflamed sort of sore looking um are they scratching in one particular spot all the time can you see any fleas on them um and have a look around and see if there's anything odd sort of in the garden flowering at the time to give you an idea? Or? Oh, look, you could, but you're probably not going to be able to see what it is. And when yeah. you start doing skin and blood allergy testing, like, I mean, there's lots and lots of dogs allergic to blue cooch or buffalo cooch oh, yeah. or coxfoot which or is barley grass, which is just your common lawn grasses yep. um, and melaleucas and palm trees mm. and, you know, 
um, casuarina is like, you know, it's, it's all your common garden plants. And it just basically. depends how their body reacts to it, isn't it? It is, just... yeah. And I mean, there's particular plants that are, are, are more likely to cause troubles, yep. um, some succulents and, and, um, and ground covers and that sort of thing. Yep. Like there's some plants that are particularly commonly uh, implicated. But yeah, I mean, I see dogs on, on their allergy panels. I mean, they can be allergic to everything, basically. Yep. Yeah. And, and grasses are quite common. And, and a complicating factor is my dog's got an itchy belly. So it scratches its, ground, its belly on the grass. Um, which is what I was allergic to, <laughs> yep. which makes it worse. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and that sort of comes back to the contact um, dermatitis side of things. Like you see these dogs with actual contact dermatitis. A lot of these dogs know what yep. they're allergic to sometimes. And, yep. and you'll see these dogs that they sleep inside most of the time and they'll tiptoe around the edge of the garden path or around oh, the, around yes. the, the um, edge of the lawn on the concrete garden yep. bed and then just take two steps on the lawn and then and then yep. back off the lawn sort of thing They've because because they think they've worked it out yep. that they're sensitive yeah and that's the other thing about the contact sensitivity like you see these dogs um that go to the boarding kennels for the weekend and they come back and they've stopped scratching ah, because yes. they've been on they've concrete been and they're not yep. in contact with the things that they're directly coming in contact with mm-hmm. um and, and they start itching again straight away yep. and you probably don't want your dog to live at the boarding kennels no. but i mean that's can sometimes sort of confirm that contact Sort of yeah. things, yeah. Again, doesn't tell you what they're sensitive to, but but um, but that's a, a pretty common finding. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess if you see your dog stuck in this itchy, scratchy sort of cycle, this continual repeat of itching, scratching, itching, scratching, or biting or licking, um, get them to a vet. Yeah. Get them checked out. Get them diagnosed correctly, and they'll be able to start some form of treatment and hopefully get it under control as quick as possible it may take some months to get it all completely wrapped up and long-term treatment yeah allergy is one of the more frustrating things that we have to deal with because there's no simple okay um, there's no simple diagnosis for everything and no simple answer for everything but there's definitely a a pathway and a a protocol to get things diagnosed and and get on the right path um, because it's the rest of your dog's life that's right um, and comfort that you're looking at yeah you don't want them being itchy and uncomfortable yeah All right, so I think we've sort of um, covered everything that we need to cover today. So thank you for joining us and we'll um, speak to you again soon. Thank you, everyone. Bye.